And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. I can't get over what can you say. They come to put spices, amen, to cover up the decay. <laughs> but they couldn't find none when they got there, amen. Just had to say it. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were uh, much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Boy, that's amazing. He is not here, but is risen. Somebody, every time we say, but is risen, somebody ought to say amen. He is not here, but is risen. Amen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Father, we love you today. Pray God you'd help me. Remind you to preach the word of God today. If you'd help me, Lord, I want to be a help to your children. God, be an encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for this sunrise we celebrate. Uh, thank God it wasn't just the S-U-N, uh, but it's like Malachi said, the son of righteousness shall arise uh, with healing in his wings. Uh, and we celebrate not like Malachi looking ahead, uh, uh, but we celebrate, Lord, looking back. Uh, that's what already been done. I uh, thank you, Lord, for dying in our place. I'm thankful, Lord, that we can look back at Calvary, where eternity intersected with time, where you split the time, and how we measure time in half. I thank you, Lord, for dying and delivering yourself up for our offenses. And I'm thankful, Lord, you allowed yourself to be buried. But, Lord, I'm so glad that we celebrate the fact that we've been justified because you're raised for our justification unto all them that believe. I'm thankful today. Lord, you preach this gospel to whosoever will. Let them come. Let them repent. Let them believe. Let them call on you. What a day. If a sinner got saved today as we celebrate the resurrection, oh God, we give you glory. Help us to remember it and rejoice about it. We'll thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to preach for a little while. You can be seated for the Lord to help me on remembering the resurrection. Why do we have a sunrise service? Amen. Because we're remembering the resurrection. I drove from the house in about 6.45. I got to see that sun break the horizon. A little bit of light got warmer and the sky got brighter. And I thought about, man, thank God, some things that go on when the sun comes up. Amen. There's light. Somebody say amen. Thank God. Amen. Why are we having, why are we having our service on Sunday? It's because every week when we meet on Sunday morning, we're remembering the resurrection. You say, preacher, why do we need to remember? Why did they? He said, listen, remember the words that he spake unto you. And when they got done, the angels, those two beings, those two men, they 
that stood there in bright garments uh, and those shining God when they got done uh, I reminded them uh, of the gospel message uh, they remembered uh, hey I want to preach to you no new thing uh, I just want to remind you of the good news uh, that he's up uh, I want us to remember some things amen uh, you say preacher uh, uh, when else do we every time a sinner gets saved uh, I will remember him the resurrection uh, you got to believe that Jesus died and rose again. Confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart and thou shalt be saved. Every time a soul saved, in fact, every time we preach, we're banking and believing on the resurrection. Paul said it like this. He said, if Christ be not risen, our preaching is vain. Hey, the fact we know that we're saved, we're remembering the resurrection. He said this, if Christ be not risen, then we're still in our sin. I just want to remind everybody, God help us not to get caught up in the chaos and the confusion and everything that's going on in the world and let it cloud our minds. Let's remember what's important in life, that Jesus is up. He is alive. Amen. You're not going to find them a few years ago. They went over there and said, we think we found the tomb. We've been mistaken all these years. We think we found the tomb where he's at. And they opened it up. And I don't know if God did it. Uh, just, to, just to help us out uh, there wasn't even no bones in there it don't matter where you look uh, you ain't gonna find no bones amen uh, you say preacher see they came uh, before I get this by way of introduction look in verse 1 uh, they came in agony they had agony in their misery. Uh, the Bible says they brought spices uh, which they prepared. See, they're expecting to find a dead Savior, uh, but instead they found something alive. Amen. Uh, they came in agony. Uh, they came to find an answer. They were thinking about this in several places in the other Gospels. Uh, uh, one of them says, how are we going to roll the stone away? Uh, notice what it says. Uh, amen. When they came, the Bible says they already found it rolled away. So uh, here's what I thought. Uh, they came with an answer. They found an answer to their mystery. How were they going to roll the stone away? How were they going to get in there? Uh, they came, found the absence of the master. They didn't find him there. They found the seal broken. They found the stone rolled away. But they didn't find their Savior. They came with agony. and uh, not, But not just agony. Anxiety. The Bible says they were perplexed. Uh, verse number four. Uh, they were very uh, they were much perplexed there about. Uh, if you came in this morning uh, uh, with agony, came in this morning uh, uh, with anxiety, uh, hey, I don't want to tell you one thing that'll cure it. Jesus is alive. Uh, amen. He's going to cure everything that you have. Uh, agony. Amen. Needing an answer in your life. He's it. Uh, feel like something's absent. Something's missing. Uh, thank God one trip by the empty tomb. Uh, uh, just remembering that he died. Uh, his buried. He got up. Uh, It'll help you, amen. Thank God for those in agony. They need, we need to remember. And matter of fact, let me say this. What caused them, to, what caused their anxiety to leave, what caused their perplexing to leave was when they remembered his words. I want to tell you, if you don't concentrate in the days we live on the word of God, I'm telling you, anxiety is going to kill you. Hey, hey listen, to, 
Uh, depression is real. Uh, being down is real. Uh, getting discouraged is real. Uh, seeing churches close. Uh, uh, preachers quit. Christians you had confidence in. Uh, no longer caring about the things of God. Uh, uh, that'll get you discouraged in our day. But good news. Uh, he's alive. Amen. Uh, uh, notice the appeal from these two men. Uh, they said, why seek ye the living among the dead? Uh, I don't know why people seek living things among dead things. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I don't know why that folks seek. I don't know why you look for a, a wife among the dead world. I don't know why you look for a spouse among the dead world. I don't know why you look for joy among the dead world. Hey, what you need to search for, it's not, why do you look for friends that are dead? Hey, when that madman of Gadarenes, hey, when he got to in his right mind and God had that little satchel of clothes thrown over his shoulders and them disciples is trying to figure out what Jesus is doing, what he told them not to do. Jesus told them not to bring no extra clothes. He's got an extra set of clothes. He knew they somebody going to need them. Amen. And he went over there and that wild man ran to Jesus full of the devil. He had more sense than some people say they saved. Amen. Amen. Ran to the devil and worshiped. Ran full of the devil and worshiped at his feet and found him sitting in clothes in his right mind. Thank God bless the Lord. Hey man, you know what? When he got saved, he never hung out at the graveyard no more. He didn't go down there and live at the graveyard no more. He went back among the living, somebody said. When the leper got cleansed, they might have went and proclaimed the good news, Jesus can heal you, but they didn't stay in the leper. Hey man, preacher. Thank God there was an appeal from the two men. Why seek you the living among the dead? Then notice the announcement in verse 6. He is not here, but he is risen. Amen. Remember how he's, hey, listen, the announcement. He's not here. He is risen. I like that. They said two things. Number one, he's not here. Number two, amen, he is risen. They said just in case you think his body's been stole, that's the lie that the religious crowd is going to pay them soldiers that spread the lie that somebody stole his body. Hey, good news, he's not just not here, he's risen, amen. He didn't pass out. There's a Jewish tradition said they, they tried to pass another lie off that he just swooned, that he passed out and came to. His entrails is already hanging out. Every bone is out of joint. Hey, man, when they pierced his side, out came blood and water. The water sack around his heart had ruptured. He gave every ounce of blood on the cross of Calvary. He dismissed his spirit. Hey, man, he's dead, friend. He's dead. He's really dead. Hey, man, but it gets good news. You're not going to find him here because now he's alive. Amen. 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 He didn't swoon. He wasn't stole. He didn't, they didn't switch graves. You came to the right place. Remember, it was a couple of them women that watched where they laid him. They knew where they was going. Somebody say amen. Thank God. Hey, I'm, hey don't believe a lie. He's alive. We're not singing a fairy tale. We're not preaching a fairy tale. We're serving a risen Savior. Buddha's dead. 
You can rub his belly on them statues till you lose your fingerprints. Amen. I ain't going to help you a bit. Burn your incense. You'll burn your house down, fry your nose. I ain't going to help you none. You can read your fortune cookies, take your horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, take your horoscope out, and you can get your palm red. You can do all that mess. Call them psychic hotlines. All it is is the devil. If, hey, man, hey, man. When, oh, Lord, help us. It's getting bigger. When Saul couldn't get a word from God no more, he had to go, hey, when Saul couldn't hear from heaven no more, he decided if he could hear from hell. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Oh, I'm so glad. Hey, I don't need the world. I want to hear from the Spirit of God. Say amen. Hey, the announcement, announcement, he's risen. Amen. Notice in verse 6, the latter part of the verse. He said this, remember how he's speaking to you when he was yet in Galilee. He said, I want to not just announce the message, I want to awake your memory. I want to remind you. I, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't know why y'all aren't remembering everything he said. Remember how he spake unto you. He had already told them, he said, listen, if you destroy this temple, I'll raise it again in three days. He had already told them, he said, the Son of Man is going to be crucified and on the third day going to rise again. He'd already told that crowd, I'm going to mention this again, hopefully, then in a little while. I just want to say that he told that crowd, y'all want a sign. The only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonas. As he is in the belly of the well three days, three, and great God, so shall the I'm telling you, God gave a sign and message after message, but some reason we can't get it. We don't remember it. And so sometimes God's got to wake us up. Let me just wake y'all up a minute. Y'all remember when you was running wide open to hell, you wasn't looking for God and God came looking for you. You better thank God this morning. He's alive. Amen. Amen. Notice what it said in verse number seven. Bible said, saying, they remember, what are they going to remember? Look what it said in verse number seven. Here's what he said. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day rise again. We remember it every Sunday morning. We remember it every sunrise service. We remember it every time a soul gets saved. We remember it every time we believe in preaching. Every time we thank God for knowing that we're saved. Every time, hey, hey great God in heaven. We know that Sunday is the day he got up. That's the first day of the week. That changed everything. I like what Matthew says, in the end of the Sabbath. I say, you say that right. At the end of Sabbath and the dawning of a new worship day. At the end of all Old Testament sacrifice, because this one is the ultimate. Amen. Thank God. He arose. Christ Jesus arose. Notice what the Bible says. Now, you say, preacher, amen. We need to remember some things. We walk through the text. I'm going to share three things with you. We're going to go eat. Listen to this, number one. <laughs> Amen. Look at verse number three. And they entered in and found not the body of Jesus Christ. What will help us remember the resurrection? Number one, the empty tomb. Oh, thank God, I'm glad the tomb's empty. I thought about Jonas and that whale. There's a whole lot of pictures and types there. But have you ever thought about that whale? That whale was a prepared vessel. Amen. That whale was different than any other whale. 
You say, preacher, that's impossible. A whale's mouth is so small, it couldn't even swallow a man. What I would like to tell you, if you search it on Google or YouTube, since you don't believe the Bible or your preacher, amen, for those doubters out there, you'll find out that in the 1960-something, they found a man inside of a whale. Say amen. But just for all you naysayers, I just want to go ahead and tell you all this. He could have put him in a sardine if he wanted to. Somebody say amen. He is God, amen. Amen. He couldn't have made the ark out of a matchbox. Somebody say amen. And funneled everything in it. If something as big as God that measured the waters and the height of his hand can be funneled down to a microscopic seed and put in the womb of a Mary that he created, I'm going to tell you God can do what he wants to do. Amen. I'm glad he's God. We don't have to understand it, but we can shout about it. And whether you believe it or not, he's alive. The tomb's empty. Amen. And you feel help you to remember the resurrection when you think about, when you think Think about the seal was broke, the stone was the seal was removed, the stone was rolled away, and the soldiers were so scared by what they saw, they set up rigor mortis. Somebody said amen. They looked like they was dead. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Listen, what the eye gate. Now they come in there, and, and these women got there early. Amen. Some of them, why it was yet dark as it began to dawn till the first day of the week. Amen. I, everything is happening. Uh, they're coming with anxiety. They're coming with agony. They're coming with anticipation. All this is going on. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do to get those spices on him. How they're going. And they get there. Amen. And here's what they saw. They saw, the Bible says, two men standing by them in shining apparel. They saw celestial men in shining garments. Amen. That'd make anybody scared. That made the soldiers scared. That'd make anybody scared. I do want to, let, let me say this. You look at and all the synoptic gospels. I'm glad there was an earthquake when he died. Amen. And <laughs> Busted in down there in paradise. Amen. In Abraham's bosom. But there was an earthquake when he got up too. Amen. I'm talking about the earth said, Woo! The Lord's coming up. Amen. Thank God. It's like the earth said, Woo! Look out, devil. Look out. He's coming down. And then, Woo! He's coming up again. Amen. Hallelujah. They saw. They saw. They experienced. They failed. At the eye gate. The ear gate. Listen to what they heard. They heard the appeal, the announcement. And so if you'll just remember the empty tomb, thank God that'll help you to remember the resurrection. But notice this in verse number six. They were reminded not just of the empty tomb. They saw. They heard about the empty tomb. They were reminded about an exciting truth. He is not here, but he is risen. He's alive. He's not missing. Thank God. If you look in John chapter 20 and verse 14 through 16, when Mary Magdalene got there, here's what she saw. The Bible says that she saw angels sitting, one at his head and one at his foot. You said, preacher, what's the big deal about that? If you go all the way back to the tabernacle, you know what was on either side of the mercy seat where the sacrifice was accepted, where the blood was put, where the glory showed up, hey, was an angel on either side. That was a picture, hey, no more sacrifice needed. Woo! 
Somebody ought to run right there. Amen. It's an exciting truth. I thank God. Hey, Mary Magdalene saw the two angels sitting, one at his head, one at his foot. Hey, man, she saw Jesus in verse number 14 uh, standing there. She thought he was a gardener. And let me just say this. I know I say it a lot, but it's, the Bible says in verse 15, she supposed him to be the gardener. And by the way, he is. He's fixing what the first Adam messed up. He's the last Adam. Amen. The second and the last Adam. He's the last gardener. And what Adam messed up in the garden, Jesus fixed in the garden. Amen. Amen. He's fixing the mess. Somebody say, boy, ain't you glad he fixed your mess? Amen. Something like <laughs> I'm convicted I hadn't ran already Amen I say hallelujah I'm glad he's alive He fixed my mess I tried to quit drinking I tried to quit doping I tried to quit whoremonging But ain't you glad Jesus saved you And he fixed it all Amen Thank God for the exciting truth He's risen Amen Mary Magdalene found out Thank God she's heard him say her name She knew it was him Rabboni because nobody ever said her name like he did. Ain't you glad today you heard him say your name? Woo! Amen. In Matthew 28, at verse number 9, Mary the mother of James, Salome, and Joanna, after being sent by the, thank God, angels from the tomb, met Jesus in the way. You know where you'll see Jesus? In the way. Say amen. Hey man, they saw him. They ain't the only ones that saw him. Peter saw him. The Bible said he's mentioned. Matter of fact, Paul mentions him as one of the first people that saw the Lord. We don't know nothing about the meeting, but we do know that according to Luke 24 and verse 34, the Lord is risen indeed and appeared to Simon. Simon, the one that betrayed him. Simon, the one that denied him. Simon, the one that cursed. Simon, are y'all listening to this preacher? It's as if God wanted us to know. When when you fail me, when you deny me, when you don't act like you ought to act, hey man, I just want you to know I still love you and I've rose for you. Hey man, thank God. Hey man, Simon Peter saw him, Mary Magdalene, Mary and them other folks, but not only that, later on on that same Sunday in Luke 24 verse 13 through 16, he appears to two disciples on the road to Emmaus. The Bible said after our text, they got tired, they got fed up, they got discouraged, and they're quitting. They're going to the house. I believe there's a husband and a wife. They're going to the house. They're giving up. They headed back down the road. But ain't you glad that when you feel like giving up and you feel like throwing in the towel. Hey man. Hey. Hey man. I'm glad Jesus will run you down. Hey man. And he got to preaching. I, boy wouldn't that have been something here. Said he preached all the way about them Old Testament. Talked about the bread. That's me. Talked about the man in the fire. That's me. Went through all the prophets. Went through everything that Moses said and preach the, that's why I know it's alright to preach the Old Testament cause Jesus preached it and Paul preached it, amen hallelujah, hallelujah I just wanted to let everybody know it must have been something to hear what he said but they didn't get it, their eyes are still closed, but you know when they got it amen, I hope, if I don't get it I'm going to tell it right now, you know when they got it, they got it when he took the bread, not when he blessed the bread but when he took the bread and break it and they broke it and, and saw them wounds and broke it and their eyes was open and you know what happened that crowd that left like this come back like this 
That's what the Bible says. I, may, I ain't making that up. That's Bible. If you saved, there ought to be some life in you. Say amen. Amen. And the last of the, I believe there's five things, five times he showed up. I believe the last one on that first Sunday, the last one, five times on the first Sunday, I believe that last one was when he appeared to the disciples. Y'all remember that? Old Thomas wasn't there. He is absent. Boy, don't miss church. Jesus liable to show up. You don't want to miss church. Somebody say amen. Woo! You miss Sunday service and Jesus liable to show up. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Let me just turn there. Y'all turn over here to John chapter number 20. Y'all got to see this. Amen. And John chapter number 20. Amen. I preached this not long ago. Oh, well, actually about a year ago, I guess, but now. And uh, look, look what he says here. In John chapter number 20. Amen. Then the same day at evening, verse number 19, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst. Boy, ain't you glad he died in the midst? And now he's standing in the midst. Amen. And saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and a sign. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Did y'all see that? And John 20. 2020, they started seeing clearly. Amen. Boy, God knows what He's doing. Amen. It's like they had a. It's like they had a visit to the optician. Amen. Amen. Got the all the obstructions out of the way. Got sin obstruction, self obstruction, Satan obstruction, society obstruction, and the optician steps in. He knows you need. He diagnosed the problem and he showed him that he is indeed risen again. Hey, when they saw him, their assurance was restored. Their joy was restored. Their commission was restored. God gave them power. God gave them authority, verse 23. He blessed them in verse 20. I'm telling you, in John chapter 20, we find out, hey man, that Jesus showed up again just for his disciples. You say, preacher, is that all he did? No. Hey man, that ain't all he did because the next Sunday, Thomas wasn't there. Hey man, and you know what Jesus does? He knows our flesh. He knows we're weak. He knows Thomas wasn't there. He probably got like a lot of folks. I ain't seen God show up and I don't know when. Amen. I ain't seen God show up. I wonder where God, when God's going to show up. I wonder how God's going to move. But then, thank God, Thomas came to church the next Sunday. He wasn't about to miss it. And guess what? Jesus showed up again the next Sunday. Amen. Woo! I'm telling you, I wouldn't miss church. Hey, man, there's no telling. I like Mary. I like Mary. She comes early, stays late, and gets a special visit. Amen. If you'll come early and stay late, you'll get a special visit. Hallelujah. Next Sunday, thank God he showed up. Thank God. I don't know that we don't know if Thomas ever touched him, but he showed him his hands and his feet. He said, Stick your finger in the holes, stick your hand in my side. And Thomas said, Thank God, Master. He knew who he was. He saw the resurrected Christ. He saw God shows up to cause him to know the truth. Oh man, I say hallelujah. You say, Preacher, is that the only time he showed up? No. Amen. He's still showing up more. This is an exciting truth. He showed up. We've got many infallible proof, Paul said. He showed up to all them, but not only that, he showed up to seven disciples in John 21. Amen. When they was down there out there fishing, Peter done took his clothes off. They done went back to doing what they used to do. Don't act like you ain't never did nothing you used to do when you was lost. 
Amen. Preach on, preacher. Amen. I thought they forsook their nets. I thought they turned their back on their nets. But I promise you this, you don't have to worry about Peter. You won't see him mentioned again in his life. He's getting it nailed down, amen. And in John chapter number 21, Jesus showed up on the shore of their backslidden condition and he asked them if they had any meat. Have you done any good? If you'll be honest, when you're out of the will of God and backslid on God, there ain't nothing you can fish and every fishing hole in this world and you're not gonna be satisfied. But when God shows you the fishing hole and tells you to throw out your nest, there'll be so much he can't Hey, old Peter got tore up and he found, come to shore. Guess what he found? He found food. He found Jesus already frying fish. Where'd he get them at? I think he made them. That's fish that never saw the water. Somebody say amen. I mean, he's, there must have been some good fish. He fa- they found food. They found fellowship. They found forgiveness. And they found a future. Amen. Hallelujah. That ain't the only time. According to 1 Corinthians 15 and 6, hey man, he showed up to 500. According to Matthew 28, he showed up again on the mountain of Galilee where he told that crowd to go. According to 1 Corinthians 15 7, he showed up for James, his half-brother. According to Acts chapter 9, he showed up in Saul's life. And thank God, according to y'all's testimony, he showed up again in your life. Woo! If the scripture wasn't enough, I'm glad you got a testimony. Amen. Thank God for the exciting truth. It's exciting. I'll get to it later on, Lord willing. But I'm going to tell you what, when you go to church, amen, it's in order to run. In case y'all was wondering. When they got a hold of the good news that he's alive, the women ran, the men ran. Somebody say, take a deep breath. It's all right. We Baptists around here. Baptists are shouting for the Pentecostals ever invented yourself. Amen. Thank God it's an exciting truth. Amen. It, it seems to be extra teaching. He's already taught them everything. Here, here, here's the man. He's already told them. Matter of fact, he told them in John chapter number two and verse 19, if you'll destroy this temple, I'll raise it again. He told them in John chapter number three, they're going to get a sign, the sign of Jonas. All the time. He's telling them numerous times. And it's like God had to get, he had to drive it home again. And the angels told them what Jesus said. And then they remembered. Hey, I wonder today, and everything that's going on in life. Have you ever thought about it? Thank God he's in control of his death. He's in control of his life. Thank God for the extra teaching. But listen, you think about this. They're going there with those spices. Here's what I think. They're remembering in their agony. They're remembering the extreme torture. You can't talk about a resurrection without thinking about Calvary. Can you imagine, Brother Linder, what it had been like to have them... That, that, that up there has thorns on it. I don't know if you can see it. The thorns are two to three inches of pea, uh, long right up there. That's how long they were. Uh, and it was placed on his head. And they put a reed in his hand, mocking him, acting like it was a king's scepter. Took it out of his hand, beat him over the head, drove those thorns, which is a symbolic of the curse. Thorns are a result of sin. And he took our sin. And that thorns got beat into his head. I mean, that had been bad enough. Mocked him. And those soldiers, a band of soldiers, some have said 100 to 600 men, reared back in the deepest part of their sinus cavity and spit in the Lord's face. My Savior. I, I know how some of us men would act if somebody spit on us. But man, they spit on the Savior. And he had the power to kill them and didn't do it. Had the power to destroy them and didn't do it, Brother Tony. 
And then they took him out in the scourging pole. And those, they were so meticulous, they could whip him 39 times. Had a cat of nine tails, 260 total, nine time, 39 times, nine different tails, made out of bone and metal and on, on pieces of leather. And, and they were meticulous. They knew how to whip them in such a way that they'd stay alive. They knew how to get them almost just a little bit of their entrails hanging out. They know how to expose the bones. They knew how to expose, and, and they were whipping him, and those things were wrapping around, pulling his hide. I'm talking about God in the flesh coming to die. Never done nothing but help everybody else. Never had nothing for himself. Never bought nothing but the church. He didn't buy anything for himself. Had nowhere to lay his head. The foxes have dance. The birds have nests. And the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. And, and yet, brother, the only place they made room for him was on the cross. They didn't make room for him in the birth. They didn't make, are y'all listening to this preacher? And, and they made room for him on the cross. Got Barabbas, let him go free. Oh my, and there he is there, just scourged, blood pouring out. The average man don't have many pints of blood anyway, and he's lost it, he's lost it, and he's lost it, but there's a Holy Ghost gathering it and gathering it and gathering it, amen. Ain't a drop wasted, don't you worry about it, amen. That earth saying, let me get it, I'll hold it for you, amen. And it's, oh, his entrance, the Bible says, they nailed him to the cross. Every one of those other thieves was fighting. They, they, they trying to to get off of that cross and Jesus just laid his life down. Had power to lay it down, had power to take it up again. Could have called legions of angels but he let them drive a nail in the very hand. Are y'all listening to this? Let him drive a nail in the hand that had touched the blinded eyes and they saw. Let him drive a nail in the hand that Mary had held when it was a baby. Let him drive a nail in the hand. Let him drive nails in the feet. Amen. The feet that had walked on water. The Oh my my God, the flesh, God incarnated in flesh. He and then they dropped it off in that hole. And when they dropped it, every bone went out of joint. Every bone went out. I scored the Psalms. The, every bone went out of joint. His tongue's cleaving to the roof of his mouth. Even while he's dying, the seven things he says, those seven different powerful sentences, those seven messages was about forgiveness and care of others. Amen. And commending his body to the Lord, declaring the victory that it is finished. He hung unrecognizable and all the physical torture was bad but none of it was as bad as a sinless savior becoming sin every cuss word you ever did every dirty thought you ever had every, oh my every time you ever done wrong got put on him at that instance and for three hours God hung a curtain up and unleashed his wrath and hell unleashed his fury and he suffered an eternity in hell for you and I. That's the extreme torture that they're thinking about. Ain't you glad? It's exciting. That was the end of the story. We don't have a crucifix. He's not on the cross. Amen. He's alive. Amen. You say, preacher, amen. Hey, uh, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying not just exciting truth, extreme torture, but it was the exact time. Third day, not the second day, not the fourth day. But on the third day, he got up. You said, preacher, what's the big deal about that? If he was in control of his death, if he was in control of his life, don't you think he's in control today? 
Don't you think he's in control of your life? When you feel like everything's out of control, America has went nuts. Amen. Amen. I mean, we're almost crippled. <laughs> Not just our president. <laughs> we're almost crippled. We're almost destroyed. I, it's going down. But, but good news, the church is going up. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of depression, when you feel like they nowhere, nobody can help you, there's not a pill to take, there's not a remedy, there's not a vacation, there's nothing new, there's nothing going to help you. People love you and they can't do nothing. But I got good news for you. If you'll just remember their resurrection, hey, remember the extreme torture. Remember he was in control of the exact time he died. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. It is is finished. He declared the dismissal of his spirit. Nobody took his hey, he reigned in the trough. He reigned on the tree. Hey man, he reigned from the tomb. And I got good news for you. He's reigning on the throne, making intercession for you and I. He's in control, church. He's in control. He's always been in control. I'm glad God's got it under control. And on sunrise service in 2021, after we've been through 2020 and we started out bumpy and 2021 ain't it good news to know that he still loves you that he's still in control that he's still saving sinners thank God the fact cannot be erased he's alive he is risen he is not here come see the place where the Lord lay let's all stand his bow nice